Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we celebrate this morning the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Born into this world so that we might have life and hope and peace and joy. May we go and share that the world may know that Jesus is Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, good morning, Merry Christmas. Great to see you here at our early service, and I'm Pastor Mike. If you're a guest with us, some of you are perhaps visiting your family. We're honored to have you here at First Baptist Church. If you have your Bible and you've brought it with you this morning on Christmas Eve, I'd like for you to turn and find your place in Matthew chapter number 4. Matthew chapter number 4. We've been thinking during these days of Christmas about a very important truth. Everything that happened in the life of Jesus Christ has been predicted, had been promised by God all the way through the Old Testament. So as you read your Bible, as you read from Genesis all the way to Malachi, we discover that there are great promises that God has made and predictions that were made regarding this one who would come. Now he has come, and so this morning for just a moment, we're going to think about these truths uh, before we go our way and begin to celebrate with family and have our special times together. And uh, it'll be good for us to read God's word together and to think about it. If you don't have your Bible, I have it here for you, Matthew chapter 4, and we'll be beginning to read in verse number 12. And the focus will be verses 14 through 16. Now, when Jesus heard that John had been taken into custody, he withdrew into Galilee and leaving Nazareth, he came and settled in Capernaum, which is by the sea, in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali. Please notice now as you read, this was to fulfill. This is to fulfill what was predicted. This is to fulfill what was spoken through Isaiah the prophet. The land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of, Gal of, the, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people were sitting in darkness, saw great light. And those who were sitting in the land and shadow of death, upon them a light dawned. Verse 17, from that time Jesus began to preach and say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. This morning I want you to think about this great truth that we read here at Christmas time. Jesus Christ came to the world as the light of God that it might be fulfilled. All around us, so we've had these candles that we've been lighting during what we call Advent. Advent simply means the coming. The Lord Jesus, we're honoring His coming. We're learning about His coming. And so as we go to God's Word, we discover that the coming of Jesus Christ has two parts. The first coming, when Jesus came and died for our sins. And we're talking about that today. The second coming is when Jesus comes again. And He is soon to come again. And as He comes again, He comes as great King and judge of all the nations. So today we think about this thing of light. Christmas is all about light. Even in the pagan world around us today, there's, 
their lights around Christmas. Most people sadly have forgotten who do not know Jesus what Christmas is all about. Caught up in presents and food and celebrations and yet there are lights everywhere. Lights in the dark. Maybe your family has gone and driven around and looked at the lights. Our family has. We've been looking at lights, driving through neighborhoods and going to special places to see lights. Christmas is all about lights. Lights overcome the dark. You know, even, in, even on the darkest of nights, when you go, when you go and drive and look at the lights in a neighborhood or perhaps at your own house, you see when you drive up to your own home, perhaps there are lights at your house at Christmas time, the light always penetrates the darkness. The darkness cannot hold back the light. The light always shines through the darkness. That's the reality that we understand today from these words. Jesus came as the light of God into a world described in the Bible as dark. And He came in order that God might accomplish His purpose in this world. Let's look at it for a moment, just for a moment. I want you to see a few things today. Boys and girls, maybe you've uh, had to move in your life and you've had to move from one house to another. Maybe you've lived in another place in the United States and you've moved here. Uh, that's happened to me. That's happened to others. It happened to my children and our family. You know, the Lord Jesus moved around. The Bible talks about the places where he lived. He came and he lived. If you notice in verse 12 of chapter 4, it talks about where Jesus now goes to live, where he goes to settle down to do his earthly ministry. Where did Jesus live when he did his ministry? Where did he go back? Where would, when he would go out, he would go out and do ministry, and then he would come back. Where did Jesus go and live? Well, notice verse 12, it's very specific. Now, when Jesus heard that John had been taken into custody, this is John the Baptist, his cousin. When Jesus heard that John the Baptist had been taken into custody, notice he withdrew into a place called Galilee. And notice it says in verse 13, very specifically, and leaving Nazareth. He came, and then we read these words, and he came and settled in Capernaum which is by the sea in the region of Zebulun and a place called Naphtali. So we see that the Lord Jesus had lived some other places. In fact, if you have your Bible, if you don't, that's okay. You remember we talked about that the Lord Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Back in chapter 1, verse 23, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a child and bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel. And then we read later that in chapter 2 that when the king was asking where the Messiah would be born, all the religious leaders reminded him of the words that come from the Old Testament. He'll be born in Bethlehem, and it's in chapter 2, verse 6. You, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means the least among the leaders of Judah. For out of you, out of Bethlehem, shall come forth a ruler and one who will shepherd my people. And then we read these amazing words that 
an angel came and spoke to Joseph and said, take the child and go to Egypt because the king was looking to kill him. So for three and a half years, as tradition tells us, I want you to think about how old the Lord would have been if this tradition is true. Some of you have three-year-olds. Some of you have three and a half-year-olds, four-year-olds. For some period of time from his birth till the time that the Lord Jesus had clear consciousness, for three and a half years he is in Egypt. He is among God's people who were scattered in places all in, uh, all in Egypt. And then we read these amazing words that out of Egypt I called my son. This is Matthew 2, 15. So he lived in Egypt for some three and a half years until God called his son from Egypt. And then they settled in a place called Nazareth. And we read uh, the scriptures in verse 22 when he heard that Archaeus was reigning over Judea in the place of his father Herod. He was afraid to go there. Then after being warned by God in a dream, he left the region, he left for the regions of Galilee. And he came and lived in a city called Nazareth. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophets. Many places describe this, not one specific passage. He shall be called a Nazarene. The Lord Jesus was born in Bethlehem. He was taken as a child before he even could be aware of what his circumstances were to be protected by his father and, and his mother. And he lived in Egypt till three and a half or so years old. Then he comes back and he grows up in a place called Nazareth. The one who is called the Nazarene. To be called the Nazarene was the idea of understanding a royal prince, a suffering servant, a spirit-filled holy one. There were many parts of the Old Testament that pointed toward Jesus and Nazareth and the Nazarene. But now he settles in Galilee. He settles in a town called Capernaum. You've settled down in Dixon somewhere. You've settled down somewhere in this county. This is where you live. Jesus never owned a home as far as we know. Jesus uh, had somewhere that he stayed. Notice he leaves his mother he leaves his family and he goes to Capernaum. And there we see something. We see something that describes the light of God in the world. And this is what I want you to see today. It's so important for us to remember that Jesus is the light of God in a world of darkness. You see, Jesus, the great light of God. Did you see it there? Verse number 16, the people who were sitting in darkness saw a great light. Do you see it there as you read it? The people sitting in darkness, they were sitting in darkness and they saw a great light. There's nothing more uncomfortable, there's nothing more unsettling than sitting in the dark. They were sitting in the dark. They weren't walking, they weren't moving anywhere. They were sitting in the dark, boys and girls. They didn't know where to go. Sitting in the dark, they had no direction. They had no idea what they ought to do. The people were sitting in darkness and they saw a great light. They saw a great light. You see, Jesus Christ is the great light of God. Jesus Christ is the light of God. He said on one occasion, later on as he's preaching, I am the light of the world. This is what Jesus said to people who would hear him. This is what I say to you today. 
on behalf of our Lord. I am the light of the world, the Lord Jesus said. Listen to what the Lord says. He who follows me, I'm the light of the world. So if you see the light, what do you do? You go to the light. If you're sitting in the dark and you notice a light, you go to the light. You're drawn to the light. I am the light of the world. And he says, he who follows me will not walk in darkness, but have something. If you follow me, you will gain something from my light. You'll gain, listen, the light of life. You see, Jesus gives light, the light of life to everyone who follows him. You see, we live in a world of people who are sitting in darkness. They're living in sadness and in misery. Even today, for many people, they woke up, and this is no special day to them. This is just another day. Why, the only special thing about Christmas is that perhaps they can go get drunk today. Perhaps today they can go and, and find some, uh, some drugs to take, or they can spend their time lingering over alcohol, or finding themselves some kind of sporting event to focus on. That, Today is just another day to them. It's not a special day. It's not a significant day. But, but you see, for all of us who have come to know Jesus, we went to the light. We came to the Lord Jesus, who is the light of God. And the Lord promises, if you come follow me, I will give you life. You don't have to sit in the darkness anymore. You see, Jesus is greater than the darkness. Sometimes we go out in the world and we wonder, can we really make it? Will things ever be like they ought to be? Will God accomplish His purpose as well? What does, what does John teach us? Listen, John the Apostle walked with Jesus. He listened to Him speak. And here's one thing that he reminds us that he said. This is the message we heard from Him. This is John now. Here's what we heard Jesus say to us. Listen, God is light. And in Him there is no darkness at all. So today, I remind you of this. There's a light shining even in the darkness of this world. And His name is Jesus Christ. And Jesus is also, there's something here very interesting just for a moment. And we'll move on. And we'll go. The people who were sitting in darkness, notice they saw the light. When you're sitting in the dark, when you see a light, you can't help but see the light in the darkness. But also something else here. And those who were sitting in the land and the shadow of death, upon them a light dawned. Now here we are. We've come to some good days. Thursday was the longest, darkest day of the winter. I'm so glad we're past Thursday. And I'm encouraged, I told Pat, a minute every day. We have one minute more of light every day now. Starting on Friday. We've got three more minutes of light even today. But did you wake up this morning and you saw the dawn? You know, every day is an opportunity to start over. You know, the daytime, the dawn, the morning. Notice here the Lord Jesus is like the light that dawns like a day that comes after the night. There's something special about mornings and sunrises. He is the light that brings dawning light to those in the world. You see, Jesus now 
has declared himself as Son of God, Lord. He has died on the cross. He's risen from the dead, ascended to heaven. Listen, and for those of us who have been saved, we are now to let our light shine. That's what the Lord said. The light of life and the light of God now dwells within all of us who are believers. So what do we do? We let our light shine. We shine. We let our light shine in the world. We live for Jesus. We live differently than the world. We honor the principles and the rules and the, the pattern of life of Jesus. We do what he said to do. A new time has dawned. All of you have come to know Jesus Christ. The day dawned in your life and now you live in the light. You live in the light of being saved as one of God's people. Why would you ever want to go back to the dark? I just must ask some of us who are here today. Perhaps your relationship with Jesus, you've let other people put you out of sorts with the Lord. Why would you blame God for the way other people act? Why would you allow other people and their behavior to keep you from following Jesus? Why would you live your life and go back to the dark? You see, the dark is a place where we don't want to be. Zacharias was the father of John the Baptist, and he said... He prophesied, and I'll just read it to you. He said, the tender mercy of our God will come and the sunrise from on high will visit us. Jesus Christ is the sunrise from on high. Greater than the sun, the sunrise of the Lord Jesus Christ has visited us and shone upon those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death to guide our feet in the way of peace. You see... These people sat in the darkness, but listen, they sat in the dark and they were afraid to die. The shadow of death is lengthened over every person who's born into this world from the time you're born. The shadow of death is cast over every one of us because we have certain amount of days to live and then we will die. But you see, there is a dawn. There's a dawning that comes in Jesus Christ. And the light comes so that we might know Jesus. And listen to what he said. He who believes in me, even if he dies, yet shall he live. You see, whosoever believes in the Lord Jesus Christ has eternal life. And so the Lord Jesus, the great light of God, the dawning light of God for people who sit in darkness. Look, it can be a new day. Perhaps this is the week you go tell your one. Remember, we're talking about who's your one. Perhaps this is the week you have the opportunity to tell your one. Let me tell you about Jesus. Let me tell you about how he can give you a new life and how he can start you on a path on a new day in a new direction in your life. Well, what did the Lord do? as he gathered in this place. I didn't mention to you, but it's very interesting. If you look at a map of where Jesus settled in Galilee, it was the intersection between the Gentile world and the Jewish world. It was on the northern border of Israel. You see, this region of Zebulun Naphtali, these are two of the sons of Jacob. And this is the land, this is the, these are those northern tribes and the Lord settles, he settles where he has the opportunity to speak and preach and teach to people coming, Greeks and Jews and Gentiles of all kinds, coming through this very interesting place of Capernaum. 
This is the purpose of God, to place our Lord in just the right spot so that the, so that the light of God could be seen and heard by all the world. So what does Jesus preach in verse 17? We've been thinking about Christmas. So what does the Lord, what are the words of Jesus? You see, as far as we can see here until verse, until chapter four, we don't hear the Lord Jesus speak. Uh, and yet now, except for him to talk about to John the Baptist, let me be baptized. It's fitting to fulfill all righteousness. But then he talks to the devil and now he begins to talk to people. Here's what the great light says. Are you ready? It's in verse 17, repent. This is what the Lord Jesus came and said, all of his earthly ministry. It's the ministry and task of all of God's preachers from that time forward to say the thing, whether it's popular or not, whether anybody likes it or not, doesn't matter. You see, you cannot come out of the dark unless you repent. And by the way, Christians, the way that you stay out of the dark is continue to repent in your life. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come. The kingdom of heaven has come. The Lord Jesus said this, and with this I'll be wrapping up. This, listen now, these are the words, the red letter words of Jesus in John 3. Listen, everyone listen carefully. Let's make sure we hear what Jesus says today. This is the judgment that the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than the light. For their deeds are evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But he who practices the truth, he who practices the truth, he who practices the truth, comes to the light and that his deeds may be manifested as they have been wrought in God. What do we remember today? Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. And what does Paul tell us to do? I'm now speaking to my Christian brothers and sisters on Christmas Eve. You were formerly, listen to me, I'm about to be done. You were formerly darkness. You were formerly darkness. You remember how you used to live before you came to know Jesus? You were formerly darkness, but now you are children of the light. Listen now. We're about to start a new year if Jesus doesn't come. Listen. This is for us who are a part of First Baptist Church. Walk as children of the light. The old Wesley hymn says, Light of those whose dreary dwelling borders on the shades of death. Come and by thy love's revealing dissipate the clouds beneath. The new heaven and earth's creator is our deepest darkness rise, scattering all the night of nature, pouring eyesight on our eyes. That's what happened to you when you came to the light. He poured upon you eyesight for your eyes. Once you were blind, but now you see. Now you see in knowing Jesus. 
to the praise of the glory of His grace. The Lord is near and to the door. 2024. Could it be the Lord Jesus comes again? Well, we pray, come Lord Jesus.